Simmons. Hey, buddy. How you doing? All right. It's Christopher Ryan talking to Alex Simmons once again at Tell the Damn Story. Yes, that's right. Here we are. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, and I, you know, I try and teach uh, my writing students uh, about routines and habits and things like that. And luckily, I always admit that I have a few bad ones, <laughs> a few bad habits. And one of the things I find is really hard is you and I both, um, uh, but I'll speak for myself, I get caught up in certain projects and things like that. And I drop the ball on certain other things that I really would like to be doing. Like, you know, it's been a while since we cut the last episode of Tell the Damn Story. True, true, true. So I apologize to folks actually been listening and following and interacting with us and all that. This one I take responsibility for. Uh, travel and work schedule just jam me up, and I will continue to try and do better with that. Well, that's, you know, it, it, it sometimes happens, but getting back on the horse and getting on that horse is <laughs> That's an important thing. Um, also... Uh, sometimes you and I, we, we we send messages back and forth, and either we're too polite to each other or we misunderstand each other. This time, <laughs> we both thought the other person was going to call. You oh, know, God. That, that's okay. We just figure it out, and, you know, now we're back on the horse. <laughs> yes. Here we are. I'm not doing the horse again. <laughs> okay, I did do the horse again. So, uh, but, you know, it leads into what I think we want to talk about today is even with crazy, hectic schedules, you know, the, the secret to writing is writing, said a uh, a teacher at a, place, a thing called Writer's Boot Camp. I don't know if it exists anymore, but I participated in it years ago. And, uh -huh. it, it, you know, there was some there's some wisdom to that. No matter how busy you are, no matter how hectic the schedule is. You know, the stories don't write themselves. You, you got right. to find the time. And uh, that's kind of what we're talking about today. You know, what we do to keep writing when the clock says there's no time to keep writing. Absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, that, that phrase that you used or that philosophy um, definitely has been um, put forth by a number of of writers that I hold in good stead, you know, people who I look up to uh, either as writers of books, plays, or screenplays, it doesn't really matter. The same philosophy exists. In order to be a writer, you have to write. In order to get a written project done, you have to write it. It does not write itself. Right. <clears throat> Pardon me. And although, you know, some, some aspects of the industry do report oh well, we have a formula you just plug this in plug that in yeah you can do that you can do plug and play with stories and and most of them sound like plug and play right. you know the characters are one-dimensional the plots are tired and old and reused a thousand times plus and people react to that you know so i think not only do you have to write in order to be really a writer you know just write but the other thing is you're striving for is to do some quality writing, to write some good stuff, to work on that piece, whatever it is, until it becomes something that you feel you can be proud of. Uh, and in order to accomplish that, yeah, you have to set aside time. It's not about, you know, uh, finding enough time. It's actually making time. That's interesting because I, um, I think because there are so many steps to the process, 
uh, I'd rather say both and rather than either or, you know. Mm-hmm. On the fly, you write down ideas. And then you have to find time to work those ideas through the process, whatever your particular process is. Not to contradict you, but but maybe to um, expand on what I mean when I say make the time. Um, I know that, again, a number of writers that I either follow or respect, or even some writers who are just battling their way into the whole experience. They're they're new to the game, uh, and they've tried different things. We all run up against that thing of, you know, um, well, you know, I got a full-time job or, you know, I've got the kids or, or something else that's always eating up your time. And ultimately, you say, well, you know, I got to find the time to, to work on this. I got to find the time to do the re- revisions, the editing. And it, it really is, I understand what people mean when they say that. But in terms of a, a disciplinary mindset, and I think you're really an example of that, is you make the time you set a time you set a schedule you build a habit by which you give yourself the time to write you can like uh, there was a woman i can't remember the the novel that she wrote but there was a, a woman who as a single parent had two children in school like primary or middle school so there was a lot involved in the morning routines of getting them together and so what she did was much like you she got up at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. she wrote from four until six and then from six on it was get the kids up get them ready get them out to school and then go to work right she had a job she comes home from work it's kids dinner time whatever else is involved go to bed by a reasonable hour nine or ten because she was going to get up at four o'clock in the morning again to write mm-hmm I mean, that's one way of where you make the time. You say to yourself, I need to work on this. I will make the time. Um, another suggestion I make to my students, uh, especially at, um, I teach uh, screenwriting at the New York Film Academy, um, a lot of them are studying filmmaking. They're getting inundated with techniques and equipment and concepts, and they've got to do these mini projects, and there's a lot of stuff coming at them. And I say to them, if you can allocate 20 minutes a day to working on your script, minimum 20 minutes, you can continue to advance on that script every day. You know, whether you come up with a sentence, a line, a description, you know, something that moves that script forward just for 20 minutes. And that can be travel time, lunch time, you know, if you're sitting on the can, you know, whatever it is. I I would add to that. Uh, something that I did when I was in grad school um, with uh, it was I was studying creative writing and um, every assignment that was given to me I found a way to write my characters during that exercise Mm. some of those exercises some of those produced entire chapters that are in City of Woe. Um, The idea was that you would always be writing them, even if that particular exercise doesn't make it into the book, it it keeps you with the characters and you get to know how they react in this, how they react in that. 
Now, for your students, they may be having to shoot a, 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 a an exercise scene where, all right, you have a hallway create tension. Okay? Think mm-hmm. of a hallway that might be in the project, your dream project, your script that you're writing. You know? How would your characters experience that tension? What would it be? Where, you know? And by the way, you know, if you're doing that with, you know, every exercise, if you're lucky enough to get an actor that, you know, you can play with, you can at least get uh, some footage that you might be able to cut into a cell reel mm-hmm. to help pitch your piece, right? But mm-hmm. you're focusing on doing whatever assignment you have in a real world, all right, you know, here's where I am. Unless the professor says, listen, you know, I want you to film um, Heartbreak with a park clown creating a balloon animal. Well, then that may not fit into your piece, right? <laughs> right? I think that would be a pretty good exercise. Um, <laughs> and then he got hired. Um, <laughs> but I think um, other if it's not that specific, if you're given just, um, all right, we want you to use um, this lens. How can you, you know, want to see some shots of you using this lens or sound effect exercise or this or that. If you're always in terms of your project, you're always improving how internalized and how much you've mastered the concepts of that pro- project, you know, that, that made yeah. the screenplay. So, I mean, that's I think- another way to write when you're immensely busy. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think, um, again, within what you were saying, what I was saying, you know, we touched on definitely setting aside time to do that, you know, preferably each day. So you don't get rusty or you don't, you know, suddenly find that a week's gone by and you haven't written anything. Yeah. Um, I think another thing is, you know, writing every day well, doesn't well, mean you have to write about one thing every day. Right. You know, sometimes writing is writing. Uh, a description of something you saw during the course of the day. Sometimes writing is uh, dialogue, you know, or a memoir piece or something like that. The idea is using that muscle, that creative writing muscle, right. every day if you can. And, you know, there, there's so much on a, a creative's uh, shoulders now, you know. Um, you have to be careful because... You can say, and I've said to myself, you know, I am writing every day. I am being creative every day, you know. But sometimes it's not always about the project. And, you know, I have to watch that discipline because you have to make steady progress on your project. Mm -hmm. If I'm I'm doing uh, creative things on Instagram to keep my presence, you know, in the... uh, in the social, social media media yeah. world, okay, great, and that's you know that's a uh, another challenge. Whether it's to to introduce myself to the public as a person worth following, and then eventually show some work, and then go back to you know life stuff, and then social, you know, sure, but that cannot replace, you know, maybe you maybe you have a little more of that on a light day, but you still have to write, and I I will offer the proof. You know, I got really creative on social media and I was doing uh, a blog, you know, and I was doing Facebook and Twitter I was, and Instagram. I was I was committed to each one of those things at least once a day. 
and that was fantastic. Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> and six weeks went by, and I hadn't written a word of the Blackjack Project where, you know, that we're working on. You got one story, I have the other. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to be honest with yourself, right? Yep. Okay, you're doing all that. At what point is that creative and moving your project forward? And what point is that procrastination because you don't know whether you want them to have the gun or not, you know. <laughs> right? Well, so, let me let me let me quickly comment on not comment on that as in again any kind of chastise, but to share. I think that one of the things that that again some of my mentors uh, have shared with me is how you allocate your time. Like for instance, again looking at time, if when you get up in the morning, let's assume you get up early, like the young artist I mentioned earlier. So you get up early in the morning. Okay. So you say to yourself, I got two hours in which to do my creative stuff. Most people suggest that you spend the, let's say the first hour, if you're going to do it that way, you spend that first bulk of time doing the creative writing on the project, the thing that you're working on, that you're trying to develop, that you really need to get finished because that's the thing you're going to put out into the universe. That's the thing that you want to promote and sell. So you put a certain amount of the, the of that time on on that end. Then you say to yourself, okay, the second portion of my allocated creative time will go to, and in this case, with what you were talking about, that might go to your social media output material that you're going to use. Maybe even one of your social media uh, postings is about, hey, well, this morning I managed to get through the scene where I decided whether or not he uses a gun. You know, it, it, it's the thing. The thing is, how do you organize? your creative time and, so and that you get a bang for your buck. I would second that emotion there because I think one of the things that um, is beneficial of writing as soon as you get up is that for a while there, you're still in the dream state. Mm. You know? And depending on what level you're on, if I'm, if I'm, uh, hoarding ideas. I may walk over and, and turn on the tea kettle and then I'm writing on index cards. I like that method and then I can move them around. Or if I'm in the, the pure writing, I use a laptop because you can move it around. And mm -hmm. you know, the water boil and you get the first paragraphs in and then you pour it over the tea bag and you get a couple more paragraphs in. Before you get that first hit of caffeine, you've already gotten into the groove. You know? Um, and what's funny is you, you're setting up you're setting up really your ritual is what I'm hearing here. And, and, you know? and it's, it's good to embrace the ritual. It's good to understand there's a part of you that is connected in a way that is not tying your shoes or is not, you know, punching in the clock at work. It's, it, there's something that's both conscious and subconscious and it's okay. You don't have to be a hippie to have that. You just have to recognize that, that it works for you. Right. You know? So, so we said we were going to we were going to you know keep this a little short, but um, you know I, I think what what we've said is we've said some good things. I think also that we might want to add in some little quick uh, additional tidbits and tips. So I would say where you write is another thing to consider. Where what are the locations that uh, stimulate you or make you feel comfortable or relaxed or whatever that uh, emotional environmental uh, nurturing spot that you know that you need the muses to work you know find that mm -hmm. you know, for me it's, it's more than one place and, it's, mm -hmm. and it depends on 
when I'm working on sometimes a noisy place, and I think we've talked about this before, sometimes it's a noisy place with a lot of people and a lot of energy, and that energy channels through me into my work. Sometimes it's a quiet place, isolated, nobody's around, birds are, are chirping, or I have some soft music playing, some jazz or whatever, and I'm in the zone <laughs> that way. Sometimes it's not that soft. It depends on what I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, sometimes. I think, I think a- absolutely music and environment do play into the energy that we draw on to write. Yeah. And depending on what material we're working on, we will need different types of energy coming through us or feeding through us. Um, I use, uh, I have a small room dedicated to, that's where I usually do my writing. But like I said, if I'm making tea, the writing comes with me, you know, Mm -hmm. or if I'm going on vacation, the writing comes with me or, you know, whatever. Um, And if I'm at work, it's index cards. So it's always, always have something you can write down. Never, ever, ever say, I'll remember that because you won't. Right. And then the last thing I'll say is, and again, this is something I encounter with my staff. I have one thing to add as well. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll just say this quickly. One thing that I encounter quite a bit with my students is, yes, writers write, which means you have to have something to write on. And I get that some of you are totally techno dependent and will pull out your cell phone and with your thumbs, you know, tip tap away at, at whatever you're trying to work on. But that's also a cramped, constricted posture. Mm-hmm. And I watch some of them like really straining to see, you know, and what you want to be is you want to be in a zone that allows you to, to stuff to just flow freely. So I suggest just for the sake of, you know, argument and old school that having a pad of some sort with a pen, a pen that you like the way the ink flows or whatever, something that feels good to you and a tactile experience, have that with you. And it doesn't have to be a big pad. It doesn't have to be an eight and a half by 11. Yeah. It can be a smaller pad, but the idea is to have something where you just quickly flip that open, pop, pop, you scroll in away. Yeah. Or, that's, you know, if it's, the techno, if it's the techno guys, you know, they all have backpacks. You can fit a, a laptop in your backpack, even if it's your, not your best laptop, if it's a secondary laptop or, or some cheap one that you got used or something. If you're just using it to write and nothing else is on it, you got plenty of memory. You'll be fine. And yeah, yeah. At least your hands are a little wider, and you can keep going. Right. You're you're not your shoulders aren't hunched up. You're not jammed into this fetal position yeah. that I think oftentimes does you know cramp who you are and how how well you create. So last, like I said, always have something to write on, something to write with. And what were you going to say, Chris? Last thing I'll give is um, I picked a number on the dial. You know, if you think of the clock, the, the round clock we grew up on, but you could do yep. it digital. Um, seven o'clock. Okay, so mm-hmm. for most days, I try to write before seven o'clock, mm. right? Or write before six thirty for the school days because I have to go to I have to work. But um, get some writing in before anything else happens. Stay away from the TV, right. all that sort of stuff. If I write from like four to five and hop in the shower, then I can feel like I can turn on the morning news while I shave. Sure, but it has to be the writing first, and also. Um, if you're going to, if sometimes I try and write in the afternoon as well, after seven o'clock, that's your time. Unless you're on a really big roll and the wife's not home or something, I usually try and stop around seven. You know, when you get, if you're writing, sometimes you look up thinking it's seven and it's seven thirty, but, or eight or whatever, but around, you have a ballpark time that, okay, the rest of that evening is my time or our time. 
and you can decompress. That way you feel like you've accomplished and reward. Accomplished and reward. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. This has been a good one. I hope, uh, everybody, you find this useful to you as well. And most assuredly, let us know uh, what you think. You know, chime in, send us an email. Uh, you know, it could be Alex at uh, Simmons here and now, or it could be uh, Chris. What's yours? Uh, Ryan Tupop at Gmail or Chris Ryan writes Instagram and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll get those things posted. But definitely, let, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. And uh, thanks comment, for joining us. Comment sec- section somewhere on this thing. So let's uh, hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, tell folks. Us how we, tell us how you tell the damn story. <laughs> That's right. Get in the signature closeout. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Chris. Talk to you soon. Take care, man. Bye.